Well, welcome to what was GTFO. Well, it was FFS and then it was GTFO. And now for reasons that are far too long and boring to explain, we are going back to FFS. So this is the Grow Traffic Friday Facebook session. We are here to talk about email newsletters. So because, the, oh, Simon Daly, you've got your hand up. What, what, what is it? I'm pretty sure on Facebook it still says that it's GTFO. Are you? Could be wrong. Well, Rebecca and I have just spent the last like hour and because a half. Carry on no. with the introduction, Rachel. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, sorry. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, right. Welcome to Friday's FFS. We are here today to talk about email newsletters. So we actually did a session not that long ago about email newsletters, which if you are interested in that, please do scroll back. Um, but that was about how do you create a good email newsletter and what should you include on it? And, you know, what's the difference between a good and a bad one? Um, today, we're looking at how do you improve the sign-up rate for your email newsletters. So this is a question that was actually requested um, from my Bob Club. So some of the members in there were talking about this the other week and they said, can you do an FFS about it? And I said, yes. So here we are. Um, now, because it's the new format FFS though, we're still going to do five top tips to help you get better at something. Um, but we're going to start off with something that is our, our new game that we've bought because we're going to do an expo next Friday. So we've bought a game called Weird Things Humans Search For so that we can get people to play it so I am going to ask you um, a question I want you to complete it and one of the answers you give me has to be on the card otherwise you don't get a point so Hannah Wynold first of all yes. what's your name and where do you come from my name is Hannah Wynold I'm from Grow Traffic yay and so the search is why do I have so much I want you to name me something that someone might search for why do I have so much pubic hair <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, not quite pubic. <laughs> Body hair. Well, you're close. It's leg hair. Leg hair is the very specific <laughs> one that's on there. So I will give you that. Yeah. You could also have had uh, bad luck, snot, earwax. Rage, I would have gone for earwax, yeah. Or, or mucus. <laughs> rage. rage yeah why do i have so much rage oh dear simon daly what's your name where'd you come from simon daly from grow traffic marvelous right now the search is has a monkey ever what do you think people search for has a monkey ever bred with a human Yes, mated with a human. It is on yeah, there. Yeah, well yeah. done. You could also have had dressed in leather, uh, shot what? someone, touched a whale, asked a question, <laughs> <laughs> smoked weed. They were some of the alternatives that you could have had. So there we Must go. Confess that I, I have done that search. Oh, well, okay. As right. we know from previous Grow Traffic meetings, one of Dally's hobbies is thinking about animal husband. No, not even animal husbandry, animals mating. Yes. Yes. So yes. Dally, Dally will have thought about whether or not a monkey shagged a human. Yeah, well, absolutely. specifically a chimpanzee, that's, that's 
Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, same thing. So if same. you'd like to play more of that game, please do come and see us. We will be at the Northwest uh, Shout Expo next Friday, which I think is the 21st of October. And I think it's at the what used to be the Reebok Centre, and I never know what it's called anymore, but it's not the Reebok. But it's... Um, it, it's it doesn't oh, matter. It it's okay. It's, it's, it's Bolton Wanderers Stadium. That's, that's yeah. the key. It doesn't thing, matter. It? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, well, right. It matters in as far as come and find us. <laughs> On to the subject we are here to discuss. Five things that you can do to improve your email newsletter sign-up list. So this is a problem that people have. As I said before, you know, we did a session all about how to create beautiful, wonderful, interesting email newsletters. But once you've done that, how do you get people to actually sign up to it? There, there is a phrase that there's gold in the list, isn't there? That's a, a marketing phrase, I think, all about, um, you know, your email database could potentially be one of your most valuable marketing resources as a business because those are people who have actively, you know, signed in, signed, opted in to, to hear information about your business, to keep up to date with your news and your developments and what you're doing. So they are an engaged audience. That's like the holy grail that we're always talking about. How do you find your engaged audience they're there they're in your email database but if your email database only consists of five people then it's not going to get you very far so we've got five things that you can do to grow that list and to get a really dedicated following so tip number one and now this sounds really obvious but it is make your email newsletter better. I've already said, you know, we're assuming you're doing good ones. How are you going to make it better? And the key to this, as with all content marketing that you're going to put out, is that your email newsletter should not be about you. It should be about your customer. Hannah, how do people make interesting email newsletters? Well, I think um, it obviously depends on the industry that you're in. But I think if you can provide updates that are that are pertinent to your, to your end user so like to use seo as an example there are there are updates that happen in the world of seo all the time there's rumored ones all the time but it doesn't really impact most people it impacts us but our our, our readers you know you guys business owners you're not interested it doesn't impact you but when there is something that is big enough to have impacted you, like, like for example, the helpful content update recently, um, then, then, then we talk about that. Um, other things that you could um, talk about are complementary to your industry. So Rachel always used the example of, um, oh, I can't remember what it was, you bought something. And anyway, I'll think of a different example. So, so if, <laughs> it was example, a hair thing. It was a hair. Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So Rachel bought a fancy bobble. And rather than the next email newsletter showing her more fancy bobbles, it showed her ways to use her fancy bobble, um, which was better because then Rachel feels like a valued customer. She's nurtured. She's getting more ideas. She's talking to people about her fancy bobble or, you know, because she's, a nerdy search engine marketer she's talking to people about the email newsletters that she received about her fancy bubble so it's affinity it's thinking about things that complement your service or your product that that speak directly to your target audience and aren't nerdy industry updates mm, yeah, unless your target audience, yeah sorry on. unless your target audience is your other industry companions colleagues. yeah yeah Absolutely, yeah. I was just going to say, fancy bubble sounds like a euphemism for something, but <laughs> Dally, anything yeah, to add yeah, on it that? Fancy bubble. <laughs> it is a fancy bubble. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's just a case of not to reiterate what Hannah's just said, but it's a case of 
just really understanding your customer and then presenting content to them that's relevant at the right time. Um, I used to work for a company called Skiddle.com who had uh, their, their biggest channel was their email data, database. They sent it out every every week on a Wednesday. Um, Skiddle was a, a what's on guide and a ticket provider. And essentially what they did was they analyzed the browsing habits and the buying habits of um, all of their email marketing kind of database, all the customers, and then emailed things that were relevant to them. So things that were close to them or you know events that were about to take place that next weekend that were near to them or that they were probably interested in. So it's getting the content to people at the right time. And that's the absolute key, isn't it? It's not about just creating a sort of generic newsletter that that goes out or you you put your products on or whatever. You know, if you are going to be specifically pushing products or or services, you've got to make sure they're hitting people at the right time. So, you know, don't show it them at the wrong time of day. the wrong point in the buyer journey so think about that but also you know for some business some businesses it it might you know they might just be not ready to buy for a long time your email newsletter might be your best form of front of mind marketing so you've just got to keep those people interested for a long time until they are ready and you know particularly i'm thinking if you're like a mortgage advisor for example somebody's only ever going to use a mortgage advisor you know a couple of times in their life for most people so you can't just constantly bombard them with information about how you're the best mortgage advisor you've got to you and i think also if you were doing things you know like oh house prices have gone up like they're also not interested at that point they're not buying a house so how do you create content that's relevant to them it might be about you know how to improve your house how to increase the value of your home you know what the best way to do renovations is and you might feel that that's nothing to do with what you do but it's how do you just keep yourself on top of you know front of mind marketing for those people who aren't ready for you so yeah Hannah did you have your hand up then yeah so the other thing is like you raise a good point about you know industry updates and stuff like make sure that you're adding to it so don't just kind of parrot what's happening you know any idiot with the phone that can turn on the news or or whatever can can hear that interest rates are rising and it's going to impact your mortgage but so what like talk directly to your customers and add something to it that that kind of demonstrates your skills or your expertise or whatever um or you know your specialist knowledge it's absolutely about that, you know, key thing, isn't it? Be, it's, it's interesting, but it's interesting to them. And I think, you know, if I yeah. think about my, my, the people in my Bob Club, there's a couple of people who do this really well. One of them is a HR advisor. And so she sends out an email newsletter that is, all about recent cases that have happened either they've happened to her or somebody else in a franchise exactly juicy you know Mm. they they are you read them obviously they're all anonymized but some of them you're like oh my god I can't believe that's going on so you're just reading it purely out of nosiness but I read her email newsletter every time it comes another one he's a health and fitness um uh, he's a personal trainer rather but his email is all about health and fitness so it's got recipe ideas in there and it's got you know tips for people it's not not about pushing you know now is the time to get a personal trainer it's just about you know it's winter here are some nice soup recipes things like that so you know again it's just be interesting and not bang on about yourself okay right that's enough of me banging on about myself Uh, (laughs) five ways to increase your email newsletter sign up list number one make your email better it can always be better make it about your end user number two simplify 
the sign up box on your website. Now, there's a few things here. Obviously, it needs to be simple, but we've also got to think as, you know, with our SEO hats on about, um, you know, um, what do you call it? I've forgotten what it's called. GDPR. No, not GDPR. Making sure your content loads quickly on your website. Oh, Core Web Vitals. Oh, core Web Vitals. Core Web Vitals. There we go. Yeah, you can tell it's been a long week. Yeah, so <laughs> no, we, don't, we don't want pop-up boxes that are driving people insane, you know. So, so Dali, how do we make sure email newsletter sign-up boxes are effective? You've been doing a lot of um, testing of this on the Grow Traffic website, haven't you? Um, I have done a lot of testing of it over the years and I've done a little bit of testing over the on, on Grow Traffic's site, uh, website. I think sign-up boxes, it's really difficult actually because they used to be a lot more effective than they are now. People people used to go onto websites and sign up to, um, to email newsletters and things like that. And they don't do that quite as much as... They, they don't because we're so used to kind of giving away our data because we're so used used to being a bit protective of it and because we are so used to being bombarded with information i think that we're less inclined to give it away these days so i i almost say that there's not a massive point in putting just like sign up to to our our newsletter and you, unless you've got something really compelling which most especially service businesses don't have um but you can then couple a site an email newsletter sign up with something like um a bit of gated content so you're giving them something in return in order to to generate the uh, to get their email i think that's the key isn't it you know when i think about uh, you, you're right you know i i would sign up to somebody's email newsletter now i'm in the mentality of my inbox is packed it's probably not going to be very good if i want to find out about your business i'll go onto your social media so i'll do it on my terms not yours so you know and and that is the that is a widespread mentality now so you i think you're right that you know you've got to give people a reason to do it you've got to give them something in advance and and i mean i don't know what you two think about this but i feel like now even gated content you know, it's got to be good. You used to just be able to whack an ebook together, didn't you? And, and and send that off. But even now, I think people are much more expecting of something better, something that's going to be more beneficial to them. Because again, I did this sort of eight, 10 years ago, you know, downloaded a load of ebooks to sign up to it, never read the bloody things. They just sit there on your yeah. laptop, don't they? What do you think, Hannah? I think I'm always really reluctant to, to give my email address over unless I really, really want it. Like, like, and I can't find it anywhere else. I won't give over my email address because um, I'm so sick of being spammed. And this is, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, you get so much shit every day. And I mean, I went through my emails this morning, and literally about thirty emails was spam that I've got on mailing lists, and I never read any of it. I just automatically delete it. Um, and there might be some good stuff in there, but I will never know because I'm so bloody sick of receiving a daily email. Yeah, yeah it's um, just a barrage, isn't it? Yeah, so I think like... So what would make you put your email, if you were on a, a business, say one of the businesses that you went networking with and they said, sign up to my email newsletter, what would make you do that? I, I will sign up if it says, will not spam you or you'll literally get this, or our email newsletter is once a month, or whatever. You know, if it gives me, or we'll include this, this, and this. If it gives me an incentive, 
Or mm-hmm. the other reason I sign up to email newsletters is if I'm going to get money off next time I yes. shop. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I have a special dedicated spam email address yeah. um, for that sort of thing. But so, yeah, if it's incentivized or if I know what I'm signing up for, then I'll sign up for it. Um, or if it's something that is going to give me ideas like a Skiddle email, like the only ones that I am signed up for that I look at are events and stuff because that's what I'm into. So because they give me ideas and it's not just, you know, talking about themselves, um, then I will sign up to them. So I think like whilst the sign up boxes keep the process simple, don't be afraid of giving a little bit of information about what your newsletter contains, how often it goes out and, you know, why somebody should sign up to it. That's that's the balance, isn't it? So you've got to explain to somebody what they're going to get. And, and e-commerce shops, you write, are great at this. They, they do have pop-up boxes, don't they, that say, you know, get 25% off this order if you sign up to my email newsletter. I will do that. You know, I might I might unsubscribe from it later, but I'll do that because that's a, that's a decent discount. If you can't do a discount or you can't ha- give away like a free audit or a free assessment or an initial something or other, then absolutely you've got to make it clear to people what they will get, how often and what it's going to contain what's the benefit to them what they're going to get out of it um you know and say it's you know we're not going to spam you we promise we won't pass your details on to anyone and then the next bit is that sign up box needs to be as simple what do you really need from them you need their email the first name and the last name that's it most most of the time you don't need anything else you can start to gather the rest of the information once they're on there and you can use you know various tools and things to start working out who's on your database and segmenting them and all the rest of it but to get them to sign up just keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, number one, make your email newsletter better. It can always be better. Make it about your end reader. Number two, simplify that sign up process and 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 be explicit about what people are going to get. And if you can give them something, give them something. Number three. Use social media, make use of social media. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can do this. You know, obviously, it's great to run a competition every now and again, you know, win a £50 Amazon voucher if you sign up to our email newsletter. We also do that when we go to expos. That's another good tip. So we just have a uh, a jar on the table and you put your business card in and it says win a £50 Amazon voucher if you sign up to our newsletter. Um, And after every expo, we, we give one of those away. So that's, you know, a good way of doing it. You could do exactly the same thing. on on social media and if you don't have that you know if you don't have a service or a product that you can offer a discount on that's a good way of doing it buying something that you can give away Um, but the other way is is obviously you know sharing sharing the email newsletter to your social media profiles Hannah do you ever do this Hannah when when you get an email newsletter do you ever share it uh well when I receive an email newsletter yeah, so sometimes I will get, um, and uh, this might not be relevant to everybody, but because I do a lot of stuff with the Sir Optimists and, you know, other women's stuff, if, um, oh, yeah. if you and women send me, uh, no, shut up. So if you and women send me an email, for example, or the Fawcett Society or whatever, they're really good because what they do is they provide snippets of, uh, the email is broken down, it's like snippets of information, and they say, you know, tweet this or Facebook this and it's usually a statistic with a graphic and you can just take it and share it and it's bits of their email newsletter that are then being shared it's hard sometimes if you are like a service industry but um, I do it quite often you know again they've helped me they've provided me with some content and it's relevant Mm. to me and it's irrelevant to the message I want to share do you ever do that yeah yeah I do that if it's easy to share or if 
um, if I link through to an article or a blog or whatever, then I'm more likely to share the blog. But, you know, I would never say, mm, this is a fantastic email newsletter. Why don't you sign up to it? Yeah. Unless it's well, my own. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, again, it's just about getting that message out there, isn't it? It's just about sharing it. You know, if somebody is sharing content, you can put your little brand in the corner of the image or you can use your, you know, a quote from yourself or whatever. You know, there's ways of just making it about your business that, increases that visibility and hopefully once you know people have seen it they might sign up um, what do you and think, think sorry i was just gonna say i think as well it does depend on who your target audience is because if your target audience are like end consumers then then you know it like thinking about it from a service service perspective is that going to benefit you you know are you going to be able to come up with some statistics that benefit your end user or something shareable possibly not but if your end user or the target audience of your email newsletter are other industry professionals and you're doing it to raise your profile or to generate uh, thought leadership or you know social media following or whatever then it then that would be a really good way of getting reach. So thinking about statistics or content or social media posts or graphics that they can share and kind of help them like push an agenda, I suppose, or, or you know, like, so for us, for example, it might be, you know, a stat about Google or an algorithm update or whatever, um, if we were talking to other search engine marketers, mm. which we're not, so we don't. <laughs> Yeah, honey. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, it is relevant because I think the thing is, like, I'm thinking if you were, for example, a lawyer or a HR professional, you know, LinkedIn might be your primary channel. And again, if you were providing somebody with a, think about why people share content on social media. People share content that either expresses something about themselves or that makes them go, oh, I didn't know that. So, mm. you know, if you can provide sort of statistics or, or facts or figures or case studies or something, that makes somebody go oh gosh that didn't know that about my industry or my sector or whatever you know and say say explicitly you know share it on LinkedIn tell people you can yeah. do the similar thing with events as well if you run in events and stuff you can ask people to share it you know please share this on your social media if you think it's appropriate um you know there's no there's no harm in that have you ever seen this done effectively Dolly? Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anywhere that I can think that it's not really. I, can't, I There's nothing that really springs to mind where where anyone's got it particularly right. Um, no, nothing. Nothing springs to mind. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, do you know what I've done here? I've mixed up points number three and four. Oh my god! I know. I know. This is terrible, isn't it? Absolutely disgraceful. Shall I leave? Shall I leave? I'll yes, go. I don't know. No, because then we need that word to sit again. Uh... <laughs> yeah, so anyway, right. Well, so yeah, point... <laughs> Point number three is use use social media and use social media to request sign-ups from people and you can do competitions, you can encourage people. Point number four, encourage readers to share your content. I think the other thing you can do with your own email newsletter, what don't forget, is share it on your own social media. Again, people use these channels in isolation, don't they? So they just, um, you know, they, they just put their social posts on the social, you know, 
when you've sent a newsletter out, share that, put a tweet out or a Facebook post that says on email newsletters just gone out. If you want to read it, MailChimp allows you to do this, to put a link to it, to say, go and check out our newsletter, you know, and if you like it, sign up to it. So show people what they will be getting. This is the other, like Hannah was saying before, people assume they're going to be spammed. But if you show them, actually, this is the type of useful content that goes out on my email newsletter, they might go, oh, actually, yeah, no, that, that does look genuinely interesting. I'll, I'll sign up to that. That's a good point. Or you could, I mean, even if you can't do a link or whatever, if you could always just put a screenshot or an image of your new email newsletter on the on your website, like on a page to get people to sign up. I tell you what really grinds my gears about email newsletters, and I don't know if you're going to come on to this, but it's when they're bloody massive and there's loads of text. I mean, I would rather have just a little teaser and a little bit of an explanation and then let me click into something and read it properly. Um, I think, um, what's that shoe thing called? Um, oh, they're like discount shoes, like good, like designer shoes. I can't like shoe shopper or something. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, they will just give you like, like a, a row of shoes, like five pairs of shoes to have a look at. And I always click in and have a look at the shoes. Um, cause mm. I've, but I, but I would never scroll. So like, especially if you're writing, you know, if you sh- if you're sharing content, blogs and articles and stuff, don't put your entire bloody blog on you on your email newsletter because I'm not sitting there and reading a massive newsletter. But I will click in and have a quick scan. There was a newsletter that just you reminded me there. There was a newsletter that another person I used to go uh, email uh, networking with. They they sent it out and it was like uh, it was specifically for IT uh, professionals. A lot of IT companies signed up to this. Whoever created this company must have made a mint. But basically, they paid £99 a month and they got email newsletters, social posts, you know, an ebook, all sorts of stuff. But the email newsletter, it was like a magazine and you actually click through it and it was pages and pages long. And it, but it was really quite technical and fundamentally boring, you know. And, and again, it wasn't interesting. It didn't grab me. You know, maybe if they'd given me one horror story about what happened to the uh, the company that didn't pay attention to their IT, I'd be like, oh, that's juicy. I'd read that all day long, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. It was like, oh, 10 ways that you can be more uh, secure in your business. Like, snore, that's why I employ you, because I don't care about this, you know. So, again, it's that, don't, you absolutely don't make them too long. Nobody in the world has got time to sit there and read a magazine about your industry. Otherwise, they'd be in your industry. 100 percent um okay so um just a few things then quickly um you know when we say about, about incentives we've already said about you know running um you know amazon vouchers you know giveaways that sort of thing would you run um like competitions i know somebody used to get a lot of facebook posts because they ran a weekly competition that gave away a a prize every week is that the sort of thing that you would do frequently or would you do that as a as a very rare type of thing Dali I'm asking you this question really um so competitions are we going to talk about um competitions giving things away for free I would suggest do them very sporadically very be careful with them because not only do you it depends on your, your email list. So quite often your email list will be made up of your existing customer base. So if you're always sending out spike discounts and things like that or free things that they just paid for, then before you know it, you can you can easily alienate some of your existing 
affecting customer base. Um, yeah. You do get, you know, much higher clicks from emails that have subject lines like that uh, starts about offer or discount, things like that. Um, well, you can do. But, um, yeah, use it use it quite sparingly because I think you can also disengage your audience as well. If, the, if you're constantly sending that type of thing out, you start to look a bit spammy. Um, I was going to say, don't you trigger spam filters with stuff like that? Yeah, you can things, do, yeah. yeah. Things like if you've got, you know, emoji, 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 offer in capital letters, emoji, emoji, that, that generally is going to go into a spam filter, isn't it? So, yeah, you've got to try and be sort of genuine about it. And I think that's the key, isn't it? Because there's obviously part one of this is, you know, growing your email newsletter. But but part two of it is keeping it. And a lot of people will sign up to your email newsletter because you've done a special offer or you're at an expo or something. And then you you tend to lose them. And you will. the reason you will lose them is because they feel like the content isn't valuable to them because they're getting it too often. They're drowning in emails, all that sort of stuff. So really, you know, talk to your audience i would say about content in fact that leads us on to our next point give give your readers more control over the content and that is you know physically asking people how often would you like to receive it and again mailchimp allows you to do this people can go into their email preferences and choose do they want a weekly roundup a monthly one you know a quarterly one uh, and but also ask them what type of content would you like you know what's useful to you obviously your stats and your analytics and stuff are going to give you a, a hint about what people are reading but people these days we're all primed for personalization aren't we we sort of expect it from everything now um, and we like to have a degree of control over what we're receiving what do you think Dali? yeah absolutely um in fact, I think it's, um, I mean, going back to kind of GDPR, I know we've not really touched on that, but uh, as much personal, as much control over the way that you are going to um, kind of communicate with people, whether that be a, a sales message or not, um, will will help protect the business and make sure that you keep those, um, your readership for as long as possible, I would suggest. Mm. I'm making convert more. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other ball game, isn't it? Getting conversions through your email newsletter. Uh, but I think just on the GDPR, because that is a question that comes up a lot, isn't it? People are really nervous now since GDPR about their email newsletter. Um, and and the the thing is, if you've got a legitimate reason to contact somebody, i.e., they they have been or still are a customer of yours, then that's absolutely fine. Um, but yes, for everybody else, you have to get their explicit permission. You cannot just add people. One thing I used to do, though, when I, when we were, you know, in the before times, when we were networking and we'd give out business cards, when every time somebody gave me a business card, I would say, do you mind if I add you to our email newsletter? Nine times out of 10, they would say, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Because I've caught them off guard. They weren't expecting it. So they do it. So I'd come home with, you know, four or five from every networking meeting and just add people. Again, you know, expos, conferences, anything like that. As long as you are upfront as to why you are collecting names or emails or cards or whatever it is, um, you can add people. It's fine. Hannah, mm -hmm. what do you think? Yeah, I think like with personalization, um, it's really it is really important and it's not too hard to do, but I think it will help you navigate around those spam filters as well. Um, because you know, if you if your newsletter goes into lots and lots and lots of spam inboxes, um, 
then what's the bloody point? So yeah. whereas personalizing it and then just taking a little bit more time um, c- can help you avoid that. And like sometimes, you, you know, if you think about conversion rates on email newsletters, they're notoriously low, but, but it's better to convert more of a of, of smaller number than to convert, you know, none of a bigger number <laughs> yeah well exactly uh, yeah absolutely and, and like we said before they are a more engaged audience they've either been your customer or they've actively opted in to to receive content about your your uh, business so you know they, they are much more engaged and therefore are much more likely to convert and therefore if they do convert they're likely to much more likely to become loyal and potentially you know spend more with you so they are valuable they are there but absolutely you've you've got that really fine tightrope to walk between keeping people engaged and getting on people's tits and the minute people have no patience anymore the minute you start getting on their tits they will be gone so it's better to you know walk that line sensitively cautiously keep talking to people keep asking them make sure they are getting content that they want and if they're not you know you can put an extra sort of sign up uh, box in when people are going to unsubscribe that says you know, why are you unsubscribing? You know, can we get a second chance? Can we show you something different? That sort of thing. It's, it gets into the more sort of realms of the automation period, um, automation systems rather. But, you know, there are ways of doing it. So just try and give people as much control as they can. And that might come down to just having conversations with people and asking them. Okay, so we've come to the end of time, the end of all time. We're at the edge of a supermassive black hole. Um, five ways to increase you. I was just listening to a podcast with Brian Cox on. Uh, five ways to increase your email newsletter signups. Um, number one, make your email newsletter better. It could always be. Make sure it is about the reader and you are giving them interesting content. It is not about you. Tip number two, simplify the sign-up process. So make sure that that box is not a pop-up, but it's on the website and it's just asking for the basic information you need, but also at the same time, explain to them what they're going to get. Tell them it's not spammy. It won't be very often. It will be genuinely interesting conversation uh, com- content. Number three, use social media. Use social media to post about your email newsletter, but also use it to ask people to sign up. Give them snippets of the type of content that they are going to receive. Maybe run a competition just to get some sign-ups and things. You do the same thing with reviews. Um, number four, encourage readers to share your content uh, and provide incentives if needs be. So again, if you know, create little shareable snippets of information, statistics, potentially something that they can easily share, but make sure it's interesting and relevant to them. And if you need to, you know, offer them, if you share this piece of content, we'll give you 20% off your next order or whatever, you know, do it. Or you can also invite them to ask other people to sign up as well. You know, both of you, a lot of companies will do this where you both get five pounds off your next order or something if you get somebody else to sign up. So again, just think about incentivizing in it. And number five, give readers more control over their content, how often they receive it, what format it comes in and what it contains that will keep people loyal. Simon Daly, final tip. Um, Personalise the content as much as possible. Uh, Give them the information that they need at at any specific time and um, keep your subject lines kind of snappy and um, specific about what you actually want to do. 
Okay. Hannah, top tip. Um, <clears throat> don't make it too long. Don't make it too texty. Link out. So rather than having huge chunks of text, you, you're segmenting it properly. It's nicely designed and you're, you're linking to longer articles. Mm. Okay. And mine would be incentivize. Nobody will do anything for nothing these days. You've got to give people something. If you want people to sign up to your email newsletter, you've got to make it worth the while. So what can you do to, to make them? What are you going to give them in exchange? And if it is gated content, gated content is a really good way of doing it. But again, it's got to be good and it's got to be useful, not just something that they'll sit and ignore. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much. We are back in two weeks' time where we will be talking about local SEO. That was another subject. Local. Yeah, we haven't done local SEO for a while, so uh, we'll be coming yeah. back to that. Yeah, thank you very Ooh. much. Thank you, Liz, for tuning in as ever. Thank you, Liz. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.